The third leg in the Office of Personnel Management's strategy stool is about to get glued into place. OPM already issued a strategic plan that focused heavily on technology modernization. The second leg was the data strategy the agency released last month. Guy Cavallo, the chief information officer for OPM, tells executive editor Jason Miller why the soon-to-be-released IT strategy for fiscal 2023 through 26 will complete the 18-month effort to remake the agency's modernization plans. Surprisingly, it's going to focus on move to the cloud, improve user experiences, comply with the cybersecurity directives, I know some people complain about executive orders and directives. To me, a lot of the ones that have been issued on cyber and customer experience are basically telling IT people to breathe. These are things that should be part of our DNA. Uh, we shouldn't need a, a the, I'm hoping the executive order isn't getting people to totally change what they did, but uh, actually reinforces if they run into any resistance on why they're doing it. One of the other things uh, I want to talk about is those business value. And you mentioned, at, again, at a recent conference that I was at about a new chatbot launch for federal retirees to help answer questions. Let's discuss that effort and then we'll move on to the bigger question, the 800-pound gorilla that's on OPM's back, which is the retirement process themselves. Uh, I've been around long enough to know that OPM has tried and tried and tried and you, you, hopefully you will not fall on the uh, graves of others who have also failed at modernizing retirement services. Let's start with the chatbot, though. One thing that retirees or people interested in calling our retirement services contact center are seeing is that we have way, way more calls coming in than we have the ability of agents to answer. When I first got to OPM, the technology supporting the call center was the biggest problem as it would constantly, conveniently just collapse and lose hundreds of people that were on hold. We have fixed that by moving to a cloud-based call center, but what that has done is made it technology not be our, our point of contention, but how many agents do we have available to be able to answer a call in a, in a decent period of time. So one of the things I knew that we could do to help it is that you know, we didn't have a really good way to help retirees with questions and answers um, on our website. They were difficult to follow. You had to read through a lot. And I said, this is something that a chatbot being able to answer, type in a question and answer it could potentially relieve some amount of calls going into the call center. We are working with Director Hoosia. We are expanding the number of call takers, but there's a limit to you know, how many times can you just keep increasing staff. So we're looking at technology to help with that. Uh, you know, we're using the chatbot to learn, uh, to see what type of questions are, are being asked that we don't currently have an answer in the chatbot so that we can prioritize answering those questions. And it's, it's been, a, uh, been a great interactive. I'm seeing several program offices working together uh, across our, our retirement services team, along with our health insurance team, along with our comms team, along with my technical team. Every time there's an answer, those three or four of those teams work on every word of the, of the answer to make sure that we're being as clear as possible and uh, not making it too techy of an answer, but one that can, can help. So it's something that's going to evolve over time. And then I'm, I'm looking to expand it to our, uh, when we revamp our opm.gov website, which I have TMF money to do, uh, we also will introduce chatbots there for the overall OPM. 
you mentioned recently there's something like, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, about 50 questions currently in the chat bot, and you're saying we want to get much more, and you'll, this is a, a part of the, that step process as you'll kind of look at which questions are most popular, which one can be answered. How's that process going to work? How quickly can you add more questions and answers? We're way beyond 50 questions already uh, because those teams are meeting on a weekly basis and reviewing the questions that the chatbot isn't able to answer and then reprioritizing the ones that we answer. So it, it's not on a set refresh cycle. It's as soon as we're ready to add questions, we can keep expanding that knowledge base. What's the most difficult thing in setting up the chatbot? Uh, I think you mentioned VA as an example of somebody, an agency who's, who's using this to help answer questions. Did you lean on VA to beg, borrow, steal from them? Yeah, they, they had some great strategies and some advice for us. I, I'd say the most difficult part for us was in OPM, you have people that have been there 20, 30, 40, 50 years that have great experiences. And sometimes we weren't capturing the right person's experience in the answer. And, and uh, if you did talk to an agent, you might get a little different answer than the next one over. So something that I think has been very helpful out of this process is consolidating and giving everybody what's the single best answer to this question. And then from there, we're able to replicate that back to the call agents and any of our training materials. So like I said, the chatbot education isn't just helping the chatbot, it's helping us retrain our call takers on, here's a better way to answer this question than we've been answering it in the past. And sometimes that's half the battle because you call today and get an answer, you call tomorrow and get a slightly different answer and that causes frustration on the user. We, we all have experienced that whether we call you know, our accountant or our lawyer or whomever, that seems to be a big change for retirement services. From a technology perspective, what are some of those other changes you're starting to look at? Because again, as I mentioned previously, a lot of folks have tried and not many have been successful to really bring this into the modern age. What I've heard has failed in the past is that we've tried to do the big bang approach and fix everything at once. What I'm focusing on is let's get current new retirees into a digital form so that we're not trying to fix the entire past at the same time. And then let's also, for the people that are already through paper entered into the system, let's bring that data into that same common customer experience so that our agents can find the status of a retiree in one place. Right now they have to look in multiple places. So that's not fixing everything at once. It's starting to move towards a centralized common case management solution so that everyone has a case that can be looked up by the agent. Uh, ideally, you know what VA has done that I'm hoping when we get to that point we'd be able to do is allow you to, with the right uh, multi-factor authentication, have the bot look up your particular status. Uh, so right now our bot is a very, it's a general, uh, you can't do any PII with it, but when we can get to that integrated case central management system, then the bot could look up the case and see where your application is or where are you in the process. So that's going to take us a while, but that's the path I want to head to. Again, I want retirees or potential future retirees to be able to quickly find out their status, what funding are they going to uh, receive when they retire, and when's that first check going to come that's their full amount. Those are the questions we get today that it's very 
It's a very laborious process to get those answers today. Guy Cavallo, the chief information officer at the Office of Personnel Management, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.